This is the DTV Digest, the podcast that brings you news and reviews of films which didn't make it to the cinema. And now, here's your host, Mike Parkin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the DTV Digest. I'm your host, Mike Parkin, and joining me tonight are Richard Hawes. Hello, everyone. And Stephen Lockeridge. Hello. Uh, This week, we've got five main reviews to talk about. We're going to kick off with the Korean political thriller Hunt. Then we have Final Cut, which gave me a bit of deja vu. Uh, Legend of Whores, uh, Expired with Ryan Quanton and Hugo Weaving. And then we got Like Dogs. Our short shot this week is called Trusted Hands. And our DTV throwback is Wolf Mother. So, without further ado, let's crack on. Our first review, then, is Hunt. Set in the 1980s in South Korea, this sees a um, a director of the Korean CIA being forced to work with somebody uh, from his past when a mole is uh, suspected to be in their organization following a couple of botched uh, missions. Um, straight over to Steve. Uh, so this is, it, it's kind of like a testosterone-filled version of Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, in, in my opinion. Uh, what, what, hmm. what did you make of this one, Steve? Uh, I really enjoyed this. I thought it was absolutely cracking. It's fucking uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you know, you've got the it's very twisty, turning, you know, backstabbing here, and you know, I don't know if, if it's how true to life it is. You know, I mean, a lot yeah. of the um, interrogations scenes, shall we say, take it quite far, and they were quite eye-watering. Weren't they, <laughs> some of those, yeah, very difficult yeah. to watch, yeah. uh, especially with like his um, adopted daughter or whatever mm. she, she was and stuff like that, but. I think it does well to say it against the political background, you know, with the student hmm. riots and, and stuff like that. It, but the, well, the direction was great. I mean, I didn't even realise until a minute ago that it was actually... Um, I'm going to murder all the names in this, really. <laughs> yeah, uh, Lee, yeah. Lee Jung-jae, um, yeah. directorial debut as well. Hmm. Yeah, um, um, he's, he's our main cast member as well. You know, the... Yeah, yeah. So he, he must have been knackered to be fair. <laughs> Absolutely. Because yeah. it, it it just it moves a, a lick as well. There's mm. no waiting around. It's straight in there, straight into the action, and it it's all choreographed really, really well. Uh, just overall, really enjoyed. I think the only slight reservation is. Like the final act is a little bit too twisty, turny, if you know what I mean. You know, a bit too much. Yeah, I know what you mean. That last scene um, mm. at, the, at the cliff, at the, you know, on the cliff. Yeah. That, yeah. It, see, that kind of reminded me of like the final scene in um, The Departed or something like that, you know. So, oh, yeah. You just, you just, yeah. Yeah. Just had to push it a little bit too much. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. I love this. Um, I, I, the, um, a couple of things. As you say, it starts at a breakneck pace because 
um, it starts off in Washington, of all places, because mm. the president is visiting Washington, you know, state visit. And yep. you've got representatives from the KCIA, as well as, um, you know, the, the domestic affairs people who are basically the, the mm -hmm. Korean Gestapo, as it turns yeah. out, you know, bloody torturers and shit. And, and suddenly they, they find out that there's an attempt about to, to happen on the president's life. And, you know, it, the whole thing just kicks into high gear very quickly as, as people are sort of running around and stuff and there's shootouts, and all sorts going on. But it's, it's all driven by the music. You know, mm. the, the, the way the yeah. music builds is, is absolutely superb. And, and one of the things the film does capture in that early scene as well is it places the viewer right in the centre of everything's going on. We're, you know, yeah. we're, we're there. The, the um, you know, the camera's keeping up with the main characters, but it's, it's, it's not sort of drawing our attention to anything. So we're yeah. discovering stuff yeah. as they do. So, you know, so, so there's, there's gunfire going off. Suddenly a body just sort of lands on the stage at the back of the, you know, the back of the shot. Yeah, and it's like, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. You know just, what I mean? It's, it's like, we're, 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 you know, we're, we're learning what they're learning. We're, we're not given any sort of like extra clues or anything. So, no. so you know, that we're, we're reacting the same way they are, which is, which is really, really cool. And uh, yeah, the action was just superb. I mean, there, there's about three or four sort of big set pieces there's that whole thing in tokyo when the um you know that they totally botch up that um you know they're trying trying yeah, to the, get hold of this the drop off yeah. yeah the drop off guy and stuff and it goes horribly wrong and there's this brilliant sort of shootout in the middle of the street um which, which was superb um yeah there's bits like that but even just stuff like um you know, going through a file, trying to find a photo, you know, trying to, you know, mm. tr trying to corroborate people's telephone conversations with when they were in the various places, you know, and, and the music sort of just builds and builds and just sort of pushes you forward through through all these scenes. Um, it is interesting because, you know, we, we get this moment, which I'll, I'll describe as the Rolo Tomasi moment from um, um, LA Confidential, basically. Yeah. When it when it when sort of the plot kind of spins itself, you know, and, yeah. and flips over, and then it sort of kind of flips again later on, you know, and it, it's really interesting because it turns out that you know there's there's different factions um, who kind of want the same thing but are working against each other at the same time. It's it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I was, I was just looking on IMDb and they're sort of saying apparently there's loads of complaints when the film came out, like uh, cans and things like that, that people thought it was too dense and it couldn't follow the plot. And I'm like, yeah, it's it. you have to pay attention, but yeah. it's all there, <laughs> you know, all the information. Yeah, yeah. That's the other thing. It's one of them, uh, you know, you can't be on Twitter while you're watching it or anything like that. Oh, you that's right. Need, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You do need to pay attention. You really do. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like Spirit Walker that we saw um, at the beginning of the year. You know, so, yeah, you got to you got to pay attention to what's going on. Um, yeah. It's it's interesting what you say. You know, you you mentioned the the surrogate daughter kind of thing, the daughter-in-law, um, and and that character, the way that plays out. You know, it's it's one of these films that, as you get more information, it makes you think back to how people reacted earlier in the film. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, there's a bit where. <clears throat> he, uh, parks at a funeral uh, and she comes in and goes oh is that my dad's ashes and he's like how old are you 
and it's, it's just <laughs> you know and you think well, that's weird but then later on you find out why you know it's it's, yeah. it's, um, it's really clever so yeah this, this was um <laughs> brilliant basically it's a shame almost that it didn't get a cinema release but at the same time i'm kind of glad because it means we can cover it here um yeah. altitude films are releasing this just on streaming i believe like you know digital. No, it is, uh, it's a it's in cinemas at the same time it's a it's oh, okay premiums right. it's a premium home uh vod and yeah like curzon cinemas and stuff like that are they are they planning to do a physical release though or not do you know uh at the moment all we know is of the um of, of this initial, say, initial cinema, yeah. cinema and premium uh, release i'm not sure about what the plans are further down the line mm. but this this is very 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 good um i'm disappointed i didn't get to see it yeah that's a shame yeah. but um steve what are you going to score hunt i'm going to give it a nine yeah <laughs> I don't blame you. I'm giving it a nine as well. Yeah. Um, this this is definitely um, in my top ten for this year. It's um, just mm. it's just so good. It really is for a bit bit downbeat, but but absolutely superb. Okay, two nines for Hunt. As Rich said, it's currently um, being shown in Curzon cinemas. Um, Altitude also re released a, a VOD copy. Um, take it from us. Um, you know. Um, Legion J, of course, famous for his role in uh, Squid Game. Uh, also, he was in um, mm -hmm. another film we covered this year as well. The one about the the hitman who has to go to Japan. Um, oh, um, deliver us from evil. That was a yeah, yeah. That that was a really good one as well. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely go and check it. Check this one out. That's Hunt. Two nines from us. Our next review is Final Cut. Things go badly for a small film crew shooting a low-budget zombie movie when they are attacked by real zombies. That sounds familiar, Mike. Tell it me all about it. It does sound a little bit familiar. Um, so this is the French remake of One Cut of the Dead, which is a Japanese film. And, and it, the Japanese film is, is brilliantly structured um, it is a delight to watch. So's this. It, this it, because this is basically a carbon copy. It is a shot-for-shot -shot remake of the Japanese version. Um, How even, long was the original version? Because this one, yeah, ninety minutes. Well, about was it really? Yeah. So this know, one, but... I'm just looking it up now. This one, I think yeah. this is about fifteen twenty minutes longer. Yeah. And. So what, what, what? Um... I couldn't tell you because I was sort of like, I, I'll tell you why, because, you know, the, the, the initial bit, the, the first, at least the first half of this mm. is a slavish remake of what was in the, um, the Japanese one. This, this is how weird it is. They even use the same character names. So all these well, French people, all these French people have Japanese character names. Okay. How weird is um, that? Mm. Mm. And, the, um, and what's interesting is, uh, looking from the outside, is this is they. Uh, this is not just like a low budget production or whatever. This is from the makers of the artist. This yeah. is Michel Avanavicius and yeah, exactly. Romain Duras in mm. the lead, um, and uh, Berenice Berejo from the artist also in the cast. Yeah. So 
you know, you, you say this is longer. I mean, I, I kind of zoned out, I must admit, watching this. And, and it kind of gave me a bad taste in the mouth a little bit because, because it was so slavishly um, sticking to the, the script mm. and what happens in it and the way the camera moves and all the rest of it. It, it made the original feel artificial. If you say what I mean, okay. because so you think that you think seeing this version has ruined the original for you a little bit, mm. yeah, a little bit because you know you can watch the original, and so so I'll explain a little bit how this pans out. So the first thirty minutes of the film is like the film within a film sort of thing. Yeah, these yeah. guys are filming a really low budget zombie movie, and then they're actually attacked by real zombies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if people die, um, might, might last character manages to get to the roof and there's like a big pentagram on the roof and she stands in the middle of it as the camera sort of raises above her um it's 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 relatively cool right and then it cuts and goes back a month and we learn that the director of this film has been chosen um by this japanese company funny enough uh to make a zombie movie which is going to be streamed live as they film it on this new sort of horror channel. You know, so mm-hmm. imagine Shudder having a bit of a, um, a premiere launch and saying, you know, our sort of flagship product is going to be this sort of live, you know, as you see it happening, um, sort of zombie movie. Mm. So yeah. the, the middle part of the film is them prepping for the, for this, okay? And then the last... Third, you know, third of the film is what actually happens when they try to film because it because it's all it's meant to be all one shot as well. So the, once the camera starts rolling, you know, for that thirty minutes, um, then, then they cut. And it, what makes it fun is seeing the the, the first you know the, the first segment and then compare it to the to the last segment. And what what was one of the interesting things about it? is noticing how the camera moves and how it doesn't. Um, there, there are a couple of times when you see the camera start to pan left and then suddenly stop and go back to the, you know back to where it started from and things like this. It's, it's because when you see it later on, they're like, no, no, we're not ready yet. You know, all this sort of stuff. Mm. Trying try to, try, try to keep it going. And, and it, it is very good. It is very, very amusing. Um, but I just feel... I really feel it's unnecessary. You know, I, I don't think the, they, I don't really think they've added anything um, to what was already a really good film. It's like a Gus Van yeah. Sant psycho. It's a Gus Van Sant psycho. Mm. Exactly. That's, that's what I felt about it. I'm surprised it's longer. You know. Um, well, you know what? That could be in part. Hmm. End credits. Could be. Because I'm betting the end credits on the original were pretty short compared yeah. to a big budget. Yeah. Movie, relatively. Mm big budget sort of production but i mean they would have had assistance and gone yeah, absolutely right, yeah. catering and stuff whereas i'm mm. sure the original would i mean it's like shot on a shoestring kind of thing i, I believe mm. it's quite a, yeah do you remember do you, when do you remember when it was coming out a third window were releasing it and it got leaked it was you know amazon had a pirate copy that's right yeah, yeah. On, on, yeah. online and there was sort of a bit of an yeah. that was kind of one of the moments that made you think is is you know is the quality of Amazon there? Not you know? very good. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because mm. there've been a couple of cases. So yeah, I remember when it came out, and I yeah. remember us going to a 
you went to we the went site. we went to pop didn't we and i got a, yeah. i got a copy signed by one of the actresses which is really cool mm-hmm. yeah but, the, um, um, one of the things is uh, i'm looking on the cast list and hmm. the character names on imdb are french yeah so the 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 you know the act this is this is the weird thing the actors the characters in the film within the film bit Ah, the characters in the, yeah. the film they're making have yeah. the Japanese names. Have the Japanese names. I yeah. see. But even so, mm. even the director, yeah, it's all it's all a bit weird. Yeah. Um, is it yeah. oh, is it framed as a remake? Do they ever acknowledge we are remaking a film? Do they ever do that? Yeah. Well, I think I think there is a line in there. Yes, there's a, there's a, a line in there where they yeah, sort of said, "Oh, we did this in Japan. It went down really well." And, that, and that's, that's basically it, you know. It's more uh, of a throwaway mm, thing rather yeah. than a literal acknowledgement kind of thing. But no, yeah, but it's like, there's no it's, there's no returning cast members or anything. Nobody pops up in a cameo or uh, anything that you can. But, um, there's one Japanese actress in it, actually, uh-huh. yeah, um, who well, actually is two, who turned up, and they're like the producers of this, um, you know, um, horror channel. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, you know, there is quite a funny bit when they sort of like it, when they introduce to the to the director, and they sort of you know sort of the, the the way things are interpreted is, is quite amusing. Oh, yeah, I'm just, yeah. you know, I just picked one of the names on IMDb, and they were in one kind mm. of the Yeah, day. I've just seen it as well. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, but so I think it's fun. Yeah, either either version, either version's fun. It really is. Um, the you know the, the original I, I I just really 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 liked, um, I, I you know I'm not saying this is soulless or anything like that. I just think it's slavish. Um, yeah. Do you think it was because yeah. you know, the director is a creative person? Hmm. So do you think he's he's intentionally kind of tried to? I mean, like Gus Van Sant, I guess, but you know, hmm. intentionally tried to challenge himself to not it could be. But, yeah, you know, it's, a, it's an experimental film in that sense of like. I think, it, I think it could be, you know, I, I really do. Um, there is a funny bit, you know, where, where they're explaining to the um, to the director what it is they want him to do. And it's, it's you know, it's all one shot for a thirty minute film, and he's like, "Nah, nah I can't be you know, mm-hmm. kidding." And it's like, "Yeah, I, I could, you know, as a director, that probably has a lot of appeal. You know, we should we, we should ask J- um, um, was it James Nunn, you know, <laughs> his opinion." <laughs> after after doing what you know one shot um sort of how, how far you can go with it but mm. it's it's a fun film um i'm not sure if it adds anything to the original at so all. If, if you were off if if somebody had a choice i mean both have got subtitles mm. and stuff so it's not like yeah, exactly. that subtitle mm. for an english person, kind of thing yeah. that might put somebody off so somebody's gonna watch it are you are you still saying oh yeah you've definitely got to watch the original or is there any reason that one that you could think of that you would say actually, why not try this one first? Mm. Anything, any reason for that, or would you direct them to the original? I'd direct them to the original because, because even the um, you know, the actual sort of film within the film that it's mm. it, as I said, they're using the same script as the Japanese version, mm. and it does feel just a bit off. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, it's it's if it feels like it's like an ill-fitting coat a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so so yeah, I'd, I'd I'd probably try the Japanese version first, the original one one cut of a dead, um, before going into 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 final cut. So how are you going to score but, it? I'm I'm going to give it a seven out of ten. 
it's it's not bad it's very entertaining it's just marred a little bit because it, you know there is the, the original out there what about quality of this uh you know the practical effects and stuff like that um they they are deliberately bad uh-huh yeah you know mm -hmm. deliberately so um the level of uh zombie movie let, let me try and consider how to describe this um yeah, it's a Steve Lawson budget kind of thing, mm -hmm. but but without the sets. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but it's it's fun. It is fun. I I I maintain that it is is fun, um, especially when, when, you know when when you kind of put yourself in the cameraman's position, mm -hmm. and you're looking through the cameraman's lens rather than actually watching the film. It is a lot of fun, you know. You, as you're trying to sort of track what's happening, where people are when when they when they go off camera, you know what could be happening. There there is one bit where the camera pans around a little too fast and catches like the makeup woman still putting makeup on one, you know, bit of extra blood on one of the mm. characters, mm. and then sort of quickly it was zips away again, you know, um, <laughs> sort of little little things like that. Um, yeah, but but you know, it, it's it's when you see. Um, that final part when they're actually making the film and you're sort of like with the director behind the scenes and, and, the, and the production crew trying to make it work and keep the camera rolling you know that, that that's that's the really fun part so so yeah mm. definitely a seven out of ten for final cut go check it out Our next review is The Legend of Whores. Set in the Old West, a young woman hires a notorious gunslinger to help her avenge her family's death at the hands of a marauding Neanderthal tribe. So what we got here, Rich, is basically a low-budget version of Bone Tomahawk. Oh, okay. Is that what that's about? Because I've not seen that movie. Yeah. There's kind of um, monsters in that movie. Well, well, not monsters as such, but there, there is this sort of Neanderthal tribe who are sort of abducting okay. people and and stuff. Um, <clears throat> it is it's it's a great. I mean, it's it's a brilliant western in, in itself. Uh -huh. um, you know, but there is this 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 element um, as well, which is really cool. Um, but yes, yeah, so you know that's what that's what this is. It, it's going for that sort of vibe, well, kind of. Um, apart from the whole. You know, trying to be authentic of the period or anything like that. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you can tell just from the music um, where this um, you know, influences are from. You know, there's some really cod um, Sergio Leone music um, at times. You've got um, our hero who's trying to do like a raspy Clint Eastwood kind of voice. Um, except he looks like uh, Miles O'Keefe, um, you know. Um, you can almost—he's he's, yeah. I think that's a reasonable. Yeah. He, he kind of look, you know. He looks like you know he's 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 on. He should be on a like calendar or something, basically. Like, <laughs> but there you go. Um, yeah, I I did not enjoy this. I must. Oh. I, I already wanted to. I did want to, but I I just um, I just found the editing to be lackluster um scenes went on far too long for their own good um you know so the shootouts were ridiculous the creatures were okay but 
I don't know, they, they looked like they were in the wrong film kind of thing. Um, but anyway, what did, what did you make of this one, mate? Well, obviously, my name is Hawes, so I came at this from a particular <laughs> angle of being, just being intrigued by what it seemed. I, I was interested what, what, because... What, go on. I, I, well, what surprised me, I, I thought, you know, Hawes was going... Looking at the cover and stuff, I thought, okay, so this is like a horror western, and Hawes is going to be the, the, the monster, you know? Yeah. And, and we were going to rib you incessantly about it for, for months but no buddy Hawes turns out to be the bloody hero doesn't he yeah. that's all our, that's all our, our fun ruined <laughs> which which for me just made all the all the some of the dialogue you know every time they mention the name mm. Wars which for me is just like a I've never heard that that name used mm. in a, in anything American I'm only familiar with it used in the UK or people named in the UK and there's a place in Yorkshire with that name stuff like that so i thought oh is it a place in america yeah and in a way it kind of is because there's actually uh, the film was shot on a place called whore's farm which they reference at the end of the movie um they actually uh, show a plaque um a, like, oh that's plaque, what that was but that's um but there's no because i looked at, I, I was checking on it i wasn't sure is there any kind of connection between what's happening in the film and the story they're telling there and this mm. thing in real life. And no, none of the character names seem to tally or anything. So I think they've just tied in the name Hawes. It's a Hawes Ranch and mm. and stuff where they where they went to at the end. Because there's this weird epilogue where it's like an it amusement park it and stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, so when when the film sort of gets going and I realised actually the heroes, the character, you know, who is the obligatory, you know, sort of drunk, you know, mm. uh, old gunslinger, who, you know, everybody's sort of written off and actually there's more to him and you know he's, he's he's actually pretty handy with a gun and stuff uh and so the dialogue for me was just sort of uh really amusing from that sense of just thinking wow this just feels really weird uh, <laughs> and i thought so hear all these names but that aside and the novelty factor of of the whole horse thing uh this is a rene perez movie and i've not seen many uh, i've seen a couple uh we did um we did the I think we did the Snake Eyes short film that he did, mm. which is a good example of a particular visual style that he has that is also present here. There's lots of shooting in the woods. Um, there's lots of sort of a bit sort of washed out, kind of not particularly <clears throat> interesting cinematography. But then they add in the sort of editing tricks and stuff. So this has yeah. got this, this really has got like, like artificial scratches mm. and stuff, which yeah. try to. Do a sort of a grindhouse thing, but it's it's more distracting than anything else. Mm. Uh, not wasn't really necessary. I like the film overall. I don't. I'm not a big Western fan, but I thought actually the he was playing with the tropes and stuff and all uh, presenting them all you know pretty well. I, I liked Mike Markoff uh, as Hawes. Um, mm. We got Richard Tyson in there for a little bit as well as Mr. Tyson, which which is always nice to see. Uh, and he's pretty much the only name in the movie. Um, and the rest of the cast is quite small. Uh, one of the interesting ones, there's there's a, a Swedish lady in it, which seems really random, uh, but mm. she, I think she's been in a few of, of Rene Perez's movies. That was, probably, that was probably the most authentic part of the film. <laughs> you know, the fact that you got this, because there would have been all these sort of immigrants. Sort immigrants, of, you know, yeah, on, yeah. On these, um, you know, on these trails, trying to trying to settle down, that sort of thing. So, so yeah, that that bit. Although, actually, I can go with that. 
Well, I interesting. When I was checking on the credits, this was her last film. She's passed away now. Oh. Um, she uh, undisclosed, but she was only thirty-two. Uh, mm. And unfortunately, the, the sort of the thing you'll remember her from in the movie is a rather sleazy mm. uh, attempted rape or, or whatever scene. Which this film reminded me a lot of *The Hills Have Eyes*, the remakes. Yeah. Uh, which ha also which had that very sort of sleazy monster, gropey, mm. you know nastiness in it especially the second one uh and so this has a bit of that but not too much um but the it, it, it that was a little bit off-putting but for the most part i did think the you know the the the, the clan or, or you know the the the, the, end, the monsters or whatever whatever we're supposed to think of them mm. it's like wrong turn basically sort of inbred sort of i think that's what they're going for yeah yeah uh, i thought that they looked pretty decent um and mm -hmm. uh, the film is only hour and 15 minutes long mm -hmm. yeah, something like that sure. uh, emily emily whitcomb uh, as harriet i thought you know the, the it doesn't ring true you know it's all very sort of uh amateur dramatics ish uh, mm. at times but i liked it i was quite i i i honestly was quite charmed by you know and it, by it it's you know mm. its ways uh, uh, for the most part and yeah I enjoyed it a lot more than I really thought I was I was ready to kind of write it off straight away I was like although you know apart from the name thing I was thinking it's gonna be rubbish I'm not gonna <laughs> like it or whatever and um, I was actually oh actually no I'm actually quite drawn into this and I quite like or I quite like where it's going it's all very familiar stuff but it's all quite good and then it's got that weird epilogue at the end with the with the, which is which reminded oh, me of the film he did called The Punished which I don't know if you saw it because I don't think we discussed yeah. it but it was kind of a uh, an ex, at least part at least partially like a a, a promotional film because he ends mm. up sending his characters to like this local park where they go on water rides and stuff. It's like it spends like ten <laughs> minutes filming them on these things, which I know is probably added value for the movie. But it ends up sort of turning. I mean, it's a bad movie. I mean, you got to see mm. it. It's terrible. Um, but the in a in a what in a weird way. I mean, it's got this really really uncharismatic, uh, you know, robotic like um, Arnold Schwarzenegger mm -hmm. style sort of lead character, and he's just it's just ridiculous. He's like he he goes to a hospital. I'm, I'm going off track here slightly, but yep. he goes to this hospital, and uh, you know meets this young girl, and like within like five minutes or something he's being allowed to leave the hospital to take the girl to this mm. um, to this um water park thing and so anyway so you got <laughs> so, God, so but this was actually quite respectable i thought it was there wasn't anything particularly say apart from the the scratches and stuff uh, uh, and uh, there's a little bit with an angel and stuff which i don't oh, yeah. think quite comes off but yeah. i think overall this is quite watchable accessible entertaining you know stuff if you, if you like that little matchup there was a yeah. film Rene Perez did before with Robert Bronzy mm. uh, called, called Once Upon a Time in uh or once uh, what's it called From Hell to the West I think actually yeah. not, not Once Upon a Time From Hell to the West so that was a that was another film that tried to um, mash up horror oh Once Upon a Time in Deadwood actually was another one he did that so there's a, two of them yeah. um so yeah he mashes up these sort of western thing and so you had the in at least one of those i don't know if it was both of them uh, you had robert bronzy as the kind of western character and then you had the monsters i haven't seen it so i can't mm. judge it but he likes to sort of revisit the same kind of territory he's done you know these slasher movies with monsters like the one in this quite a few times he did one called cry havoc 
again with Robert Bronzy, which was again trying to um, take, do more, a bit like a Friday the Thirteenthy kind of thing, I think. Mm-hmm. But with what if what if Friday the Thirteenth starred um, Charles Bronson? Yeah, I think yeah, exactly. he plays with Ken Convention. That was quite good. Like I, I quite like that one. Yeah. Oh, you saw it? Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. Um, two two things which really sort of annoyed me in this. Mm-hmm. One is there's a big shootout in the forest, as you, as you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. And and these guys are just basically just standing there, in you know, not trying to run for cover or anything, just <laughs> standing there, taking their time, aiming at you know people, and obviously one of them gets shot and all the rest of it. It's like, oh come on, really? You know, this isn't the fifties. It's not fifties western. Ah, yeah. but that's what they were going for, I guess. Uh, you know, you could uh, argue that. I mean, that's why they do the scratches or, and stuff. Or, or they could turn around and say, well, of course, you know, so weapons back then weren't accurate. So you could you could stand 30 feet away and uh, and miss, basically. Except the woman, of course, who managed to get a headshot every, every, with every damn shot she, she fires. But the, the other bit was weird. In, in this sort of the Anderthal's sort of compound or whatever it is. Yes, yeah. And, and she, you know, she kills this guy with, with with an axe she, she manages to escape kills this guy and then comes across all these other women which i'm assuming are the swedish ones that you sort of mentioned which is probably why they aren't speaking to her in english and they're all shackled up and sort of pointing to a set of keys she's got an axe you know just just <laughs> chop around the bloody um the chains or because the, it's sort of chained to a wall which is a wooden wall you know made made of wooden slats just chop, <laughs> just chop the slats up Job done. Don't worry about the bloody keys. But anyway, and yeah, that 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 epilogue is because uh, yeah, I think they got to see. Grooming. I think there was. I think that's like a product placement kind of thing or something. Yeah, you must have got some. It was said, yeah, we can use you can use this location, but yeah, you've got to do like a little something. You've yeah. got to do like a little clip or something that showcases the yeah. fantastic fun that you can have at the I mean it is like a family fun day kind of it is, uh, yeah, come, like come a, on down yeah, kind of thing right at the end it's, yeah like a family family farm sort of a petting farm or something yeah. I think that's why they put it after a couple of the credits so they run yes. a couple of the credits and then it sort of then separates it, it. Yeah. so it doesn't sort of mar the main film too yeah. much I think that's I suppose they could they could lift it out of there and sort of have yeah, it sort of promo. I, I suspect that's what he's tried to do there. I don't know. But anyway, he's his hip his band, um uh, Darkest Machines, I think it's mm. um, yeah, Dark Machines. Uh, right. Dark Machines did, did, the, did the music and stuff yeah. as well. Um so uh how are you gonna score it? Uh I'm gonna give it a seven. I enjoyed it. All right. I didn't enjoy it as much as you, but I'm, I'm I enjoyed it more it than six. Death Kiss. I didn't like. I remember we did Death Kiss. We that did Death quite, Kiss, yeah. And I, we I did. Didn't... What was the other one? The the Exorcist, Vigilante Exorcist, or whatever it was called. Oh, oh that was that wasn't a that wasn't that was a bronzy one, but it <laughs> that wasn't was a bronzy one. That was yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But the Death Kiss was was, I think, Kiss was the, probably yeah. the first Rene Perez that I saw. Yeah. And I just thought, you know, I know what it was going for. I just didn't really think it worked. This one, I got where it was going, and I thought it worked. I, I just wish the editing was a bit better and they, they and they put a bit more thought into that shootout. Other than that, I'm giving this a six out of ten. So it's a six and a seven for the Legend of Halls. Go check it out. Our next film is Expired. In an uncharted future, two hardened souls meet and confront each other with the things they have done and what they have become. Well, that's a very obtuse statement for what is basically a bargain basement Blade Runner. 
Um, Steve, over to you. Awful. <laughs> couldn't couldn't get on with it at all. I mean, it was so boring and dull. I mean, I, I like Ryan Quanton. Yeah, I think mm. he's I think he's really good normally. In this, I just it was like he couldn't understand him. Yeah, it, it's it's funny that I mean he he's doing his mumblecore basically, isn't it? Is, 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 you know, he's, yeah. um, he's he's doing his Eddie Redmayne impression in this one. Um, yeah. and it's quite funny and, that sometimes the film has subtitles for for various bits, even though they're speaking English because because they um yeah because he's just mumbling so much. Yeah, and it just I mean it looks beautiful. It, yeah, you know the the sets, the design, everything was it looked gorgeous, but the story was dull. I thought <laughs> the acting was awful. Mm. Even Hugo Weaving couldn't breathe anything into it for me. And I was just so let down, so bored, and just couldn't couldn't get my head around it at all. It was just frustrating more than anything. Because I know, like I say, I like I like Ryan Quan and I think he's really good, but this yeah. is just I've never seen him as bad as anything in it was in this. Even in Omar Away he was better than this. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Just, just um boring. Yeah, um, I, I'm agreeing with you. To be honest, I'll, I'll say a bit more in a minute. But uh, over to Rich. Now you've you've already touched on a couple of the things that I wrote down or thought myself because I, I don't know what mumblecore is exactly, but that was what came to mind, and I did think mumblecore Blade Runner. Yeah, is what <laughs> is what is the thing that came to mind. The, I mean, the Blade Runner thing is just so obvious. I mean, it's 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 yeah. so literally Blade Runner. Um, no, but. The, and you've also you said about the subtitles. What's going on there? Because basically the whole film has these burned-in subtitles, except certain bits hmm. where, for no rhyme or reason, they're not there. Which yeah. bugged the hell out of me because <laughs> it was just like, well, I mean, all so many of the scenes, whether it was Wine Quantum or not, had the had these subtitles, and then just whole sequences, whole scenes, they yeah, dropped them. Dropped. There's a, there's yeah. a whole bit near the end. Mm -hmm. Where Quantin and the girl are talking in the hotel room and stuff, and there's there's no no none at all, and then, yeah. or except when maybe I think she starts speaking in Vietnamese or, mm. or whatever, and um, but yeah, so the whole that's that's interesting, weird, and annoying, um, because I wouldn't mind if it was subtitled the whole thing. That's quite interesting. Maybe they're trying to make it more accessible or something. I don't know, but mm. uh, that that just bugged me. But yeah, it was that kind of um, the theme and the tone and the slowness and the the mumbling. You know, the, the really quite <laughs> kind of thing. And I was just like, oh no. And he was doing it, you know, it's a voiceover and, and stuff. And I'm like, I've got a feeling <laughs> that I'm not yeah. going to like this very much. And then I was just thinking, this is this is one of those uh, films where I'm just like, F you movie kind of thing. You know, it's just like, <laughs> stop wasting my time. I was like, I chose to watch this instead I of know. like Hunt or whatever. And I was like, what the hell? What? Why did I make this? I'm committed now, and it's blooming two hours. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. it is just short two hours, isn't it? and um, yeah. I did. Like, I, I did like. Unlike Steve, I did like Hugo Weaving. I thought mm -hmm. I was really engaged when Hugo Weaving was on, mm -hmm. and he was doing his uh, speeches or or whatever. I I was in. I I, I did enjoy those moments. But oh, come on, I mean, do you remember we did Goldstone way back? Yeah. 
And this is the same director. This is a, an established director, Ivan Sand. And Goldstone is damn good. Yeah, we love that Gold, movie. Goldstone mm. was, was a really good film. Yeah, um, very straightforward. Very, I mean, you know, yeah. uh, Western influence kind of um, uh, thriller. It was the mining town, really wasn't good. it? it was, or, or, yeah. You know, it was, it, right in the middle of nowhere sort of thing. Yeah, that was. was yeah, Mystery good. Road was kind of his breakthrough, which I haven't seen. I think that was, I think there's a TV series of it and stuff like that. But oh, like the Goldstone is the only one I've oh, seen. But, you know, yeah. I ex coming in, I was actually, really, I was thinking, oh, looks interesting. Ryan Quanson, Hugo Weaving, Ivan mm -hmm. Sands directed it. I, I was, you know, full of promise, but then I was thinking, oh my God, it's like that blooming salt and fire or, or something. <laughs> yeah, I just what, don't want yeah. it, it is salt and fire, isn't it? Basically, the, the um, it's, a, uh, it's just uh, tedious. Uh, and I was just thinking, I don't, I don't have time to waste on films like this. Mm. Really, you know, I'm, it's it's the kind of <laughs> It's, watching this is the kind of thing that makes you know what I'm just going to jack this in. I just I can't do this. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. it doesn't take much. It's just um, but I think we're spoiled because uh, you know a lot of the stuff we watch is is of a good standard. Yeah, and I just think this was just well below par on every level. It is apart it, from it, the, it, apart from an aesthetic level. That's aesthetics fine. are wonderful. Mm. The, the, yeah. You know the, the the cinematography, the lighting, you know the 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 cityscapes and the flying cars and shit that all looks really great so go and watch blade runner go watch blade runner yeah there's there's just no there's just no good story you know you got ryan quanton sort of basically whining about his mother abandoning abandoning him as a kid or something and then you know try, trying to find her in a bunch of prostitute robots or I, yeah. whatever well, they even do that on. it's that kind of the investigator ends up finding himself kind of plot yeah, isn't that's it? what it's they like, want to yeah do, that's what they were trying to do and then we even get a, a sit down where basically one of the characters i'm not going to say mm -hmm. who but it's prob probably pretty obvious uh, but the characters sit down and he just lays it all out tells <laughs> just, everything, like, yeah. just tells just uh, explains everything it's just like, which again Consider it, all, all things considered, I would expect they would handle it in a cleverer way than just kind of being oblique and then just going, you know, I'm just going to put all my cards on the table right now. So, so <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to right. tell you, this is it's the backstory cup, right? and yeah. everything. Here's, here's, here's all the background and whatever. So, and then, then after that, go back to being sort of obtuse and, and whatever mm. again. Mm. And mumbling, lots of mumbling. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's a bizarre one, yeah. Um, you know, Ryan Quantum, You know, he, he's done some other um, sort of genre movies before. There was that time travel one that we, we liked. There's another Austra there was another Australian yeah. one, wasn't it? That, yeah, that was, I think it was that's like pretty cool. Twenty forty nine or that's it. Yeah, like. something like that. He's, um, done, he's on Shudder recently with Glorious, I think, which um, looks promising. But mm -hmm. I, again, I haven't seen it, so I can't yep. judge. And of course, Blunt, Blunt Force Trauma, the, you yeah, know, one, one of my favourite yeah. films. So, so yeah, he's 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 a very solid. And of course, he's in Section Eight soon with um, Dolph and uh, Scott Atkins. Yeah, he's got. Yep. He, I mean, he's he's in loads of stuff. I mean, yeah. he's all, he's all over the place. I think just this is a bit of a misstep for whatever reason. Yeah. And I don't yeah, think it's I, his fault. I, don't, no. I think it's just. It's just the producers or the right, uh, you know. Did um, I can't remember. Did uh, did Ivan Sen write this one as well? Um, just, just checking. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, oh. And this was originally called Loveland. That's the title That's that comes right. up yeah, on the yeah. screen that we mm. watch. So, no one. I mean, that already tells you. So you that we watched this film called. We're looking forward to this film called Expired, uh, mm. which Signature Entertainment are putting out as. And then it comes up with Love, and I'm like, 
Oh god, that's that's not a good that, sign. That title's yeah. not, not yeah. That, that's, um, that's not a promising title. No wonder they changed it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, scores on the doors for this one, uh, Steve. Five. Mm-hmm. And Rich. It's not. It's it. It's got nice cinematography and stuff, so I'll give it a four. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to join Steve on a five. Um, again, and literally just for those reasons, you know, technically it looks great, um, but from narratively, it's it's torturous. It really is. Um, so so it gets marks for its technical aspects, but mm. not for entertainment. I could have been watching Hunt for God's sake. You should have been watching Hunt. You should have. You should have realised after two minutes and went, "Fuck this." Thank <laughs> for Hunt. Um, there you go. Okay, it's two fives and a four for expired. We wish it was. Our next review is like dogs. A young woman is abducted off the street in broad daylight and forced to participate in a bizarre human behavior experiment. Um, apart from one aspect, I really like this film. There's one aspect I didn't like, and I will come back to that, but, um, I'm, but I really did enjoy this. Um, but Steve, what did you make of Like Dogs? I don't think I enjoyed it as much as you, mm. from what you've just said, but I did enjoy it. I mean, there was something, obviously it's very, very low budget, as you mm. can tell, but I enjoyed the practical effects, um, especially with the violence scene, shall we say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the twists were quite good as well. I mean, one of them pretty obvious, but the other major twist I thought was actually quite good, but he's actually revealed quite early on. Hmm. Uh, and I thought the performance was very good as well. I mean, especially the main girl, is it Lisa? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy, Adam. I think the only, the one thing that laid down was the... Uh, George, I think it was. Yeah, George. Uh, I wasn't too convinced with his performance. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, it's a nice, taut little thriller, to be fair. Um, yeah, I did enjoy this. It is It is surprising, isn't it? Um, because when, when it when it starts off and this woman sort of, you know, she gets abducted, she gets sort of dragged through into this weird compound, you know, a dog collar put around her neck and sort of made, made to sort of sleep on this you know, a little mat in the, you know, in this sort of like cell sort of thing. And I'm thinking this, this is like a misogynist sweat dream, basically, isn't it? You know, yeah, yeah. and I'm thinking, is this, is this what it's going to be like all the way through? This is sort of like, you know, this sort of degradation and torture sort of aspect um, to it, because that's the bit that didn't really, the, the way the people sort of wearing the, the hazmat suits and stuff talked and shit. And I was mm. like, that doesn't really work. It, it doesn't quite gel with with the rest yeah. of it. it you know, it, it it sounds too too comic booky and too sadistic sort of thing. Um, you know, mm. kind of thing. It's, it's not the sort of people you you would expect. But I think that was part of it as well. You know, as as the film develops. Um, 
it's the music I hated in this. Mm. The, the, the score, I, I, I just did not get on with at all. Um, but, but the rest of it, as you said, the performances are good. I, I must admit, I had, you know, that first twist. Yeah. I, I had that in my head backwards. You know, I, I was starting to suspect something, mm. but I had it backwards as, a, you know, who what was actually happening there. Um, okay. But, the, you know, because I'm watching, you know, the first sort of 15 minutes or so, and every now and again, you get, you know, a computer screen come up and they sort of going, you know, um, subject one is doing this and we need to do this. I'm thinking, why? You know, the, yeah. the, there's no context as to what is your you're doing even even at the end of it you know whenever it's like well, i still don't get what you were actually trying to prove it's yeah you know with with, with this it, it's, it's a bit bizarre but yeah that those, those twists work really well and and you mm. know it does take the film off in in some very interesting directions so so yeah this this did surprise me a lot and uh, you know after that sort of initial sort of period of like going is is this it is this what what i'm Going to be subjected to my, you know, <laughs> yeah, for, for for this sort of length of time, and it, and it does develop quite quite nicely. Um, Rich, you saw this one, I'll take it. Yes, yeah, yeah. And and, um, I echo your sentiments really, because yeah, I was I was initially thinking I thought going in based on the posters and covers and whatever mm. that this was going to be like a torture porny kind of thing, you know, you know. Uh, not not very appealing not really something i was particularly interested in and then yeah that and then there comes the kind of twist and i was like, oh now that's interesting okay i mean i, I don't know how it's probably you know, not particularly original you've seen that sort mm. of thing before but mm. i wasn't expecting it here and it does then sort of lead off the film in other directions and there are other twists on top of that so it was it was much more twisty turny than i was expecting and i really enjoyed it and all things considered you know, this is a very low budget film, barely any production design. It's very small cast. Like there's li literally like three or four people. Hmm. Uh, and uh, so there's like scientists walking around in like really oversized coats and oversized glasses and stuff, <laughs> which suggests that they, 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 they either recast or they just they managed to get some props. And, like and a job lot. Yeah, I don't know what it was. But, yeah. but uh, anyway, so... Uh, it's made, uh, written and directed by Randy Van Dyke, who is not related to Dick Van Dyke, as far as mm -hmm. I can tell, uh, so or Barry Van Dyke or anything like that. So, um, but he has made some other films before, which I haven't seen. So this is the first thing I've seen of his. I was I was pretty impressed. I liked it. I thought the there are part that the film has like acts, and I think uh, you know in a mm. proper sense, like there's a twist, and then. Uh, you know that takes the film off in a certain direction yeah but it, what, what, it, but it, but you know, it's interesting you mention that because what it doesn't do you know there's no chapter cards or any sort no. of silly gimmicks like that you know it, it, it flows nicely so, yeah so which, which i enjoy yeah but i will say i don't like the penultimate one hmm. just doesn't work i mean it's it's quite there's a quite an interesting reveal it's completely ridiculous i mean it's mm -hmm. the most ridiculous development <laughs> but um I'm looking at the clock and there's half an hour left. You know, I was thinking mm. they really string that bit out uh, a bit more than was necessary, I think. I think that should have been like a, a, a you know, have that twist, a, a, you know, little, little wrap-up scene kind of thing. But they, they tried to make that into the final act of the of the film, which I think was a mistake. Um, so what else was, uh, what else did I want to say about this one? Um, don't watch the trailer. 
uh, say it is yeah. a film that's best to go in cold. You go onto the IMDb page, not only is the description going to start giving it away, but the trailer starts giving, yeah. giving it away right. as well. So try and go in cold. Uh, I didn't. I didn't see the twists coming. So whether that's just me being a sort of bit naive or something, but I thought I thought the twists worked really well. I thought I liked the cast. I thought um, Annabelle Barrett uh, as Lisa was really good, and you say the rest of the cast did did quite well. They, yeah, maybe not with you know, yeah, the George character is sort of a bit bit of overacting and stuff. There maybe, um, but the. Uh, the dynamics and stuff I thought worked well and, the, and working within the limited production design it's I was yeah I've said I've wrote in my notes it's got some very silly plot twists, twists but it's a lot of fun it's very lively uh, and uh, you, you know you will have a lot more fun with it than you think you're gonna based on the cover you think it's gonna be really grim mm. but yeah. it's not it's very it's very amusing and entertaining and you mm. know just wackadoo at times you know it's just uh, it's just fun yeah, totally agree. Um, and on that yeah. note, how are we going to score it, Steve? I'll give it a seven. Mm-hmm. And Rich? I, yeah, I would have liked to have seen some improvements in certain areas, so I think a seven is probably about um, where I'm, I'm at. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by this, as, as you guys were. Um, it's, the soundtrack let me down, um, personally, but other than that, I thought this was pretty solid. Um, so yeah, definitely seven. It's very entertaining. You know, stick stick with it, guys. Don't look at the IMDb. You know, just stick with it. It, it really does sort of unfold quite nicely. Our short shot this week is Trusted Hands. A lone woman staying in a house in upstate New York tries to de-stress with a self-help relaxation tape. That is the crux of what's going on. There's a bit more to it, but um, over to Steve. What do you think about this one? No, this this wasn't for me at all. I'm sorry, but like, I don't think there is anything more to it. It's literally a woman walking around a house, listening to a relaxation tape, getting a phone call off the mum, doing a bit of Self-help. Well, yeah, and then having a wank at the end, and that's it. <laughs> you know, that's what that I mean by self-help. I don't mind. Yeah, I know, I know. But <laughs> I, just, I just know. There's nothing to it. I'm sorry. It was just that. That's literally it. She walks about a bit and listens to self-help. It's not. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what they were going for with it. You know, there's no. It's what there. I, there's no. It's like a. I won't even call it a mood piece. To be fair, it's mm. just nothing. I, I, I kind of I see where you're coming from. I really do, and and it is it is kind of like, like a mood piece that you know there's, there's no sort of conventional narrative going on mm. here. You know, we're literally it's it's a woman in this house, you know, in the garden. Um, and, and we, you know, we're, we're listening to this tape, you know, this nice, deep, soothing voice as he's telling her to, you know, just relax, take a breath, that sort of thing. If the mind wanders, let it bring back. Uh, but as it goes on, there are one or two little moments which sound a bit sinister. Um, 
like when he said, I think the second time he says, mm. oh, if your mind wanders off, you know, mm. uh, and the first time he says, don't, don't worry about it, don't feel guilty about it. The second time he says, punish yourself. Or, or you might have said, don't punish yourself, but it sounded like punish yourself. Yeah. Just for a moment. And then, you know, he gets even more creepy going, well, if I was there, I'd be stroking your shoulders right now and all this sort of stuff, you know, and it's like, okay. Um, that's getting a bit personal for a relaxation tape. And then you start wondering what it is that you're actually sort of listening to and whose voice it is. But other than that, yeah. as you say, it is, it is sort of very sort of straightforward. Um, Rich, what did you make of um, Safe Hands? Uh, trusted Hands. Trusted the, Hands. I think the, I'm not sure if it's interesting because I'm not sure is it a recording, purely a recording that she's mm. listening to? Mm. Or is it is she involved in like sessions? You know, like mm. is is it kind of a live thing? Because like you say, it does go down that route. I mean, that would be a very weird thing to just put in a mass market tape. Yeah. Um, yes. So I think that yeah. this is possibly relax with your story. Although, although yeah. they never interact, <clears throat> I think she has joined a session or, or something and, and mm. everything. So you've got these you've basically got these two characters, one of which you see, but never hear because i don't think we actually ever hear alison say mm. anything and yeah. then you've got the other one we we hear him but we never see him which i think is quite interesting and there's a there's a dynamic going on between the two of them that is not really mm -hmm. um fully clear it, it is you know it's all it is unclear it's open to interpretation uh especially you know because you get to the end there's not really a resolution and what you know what does it mean and stuff um i We've seen film. This is uh, the new film from Matthew Kyle Levine, who sent this to us uh, to have a look at. Uh, we've previously covered a couple of his movies. We uh, little, uh, you know, short films. Um, we we first got introduced to his work through uh, Timothy, Timothy Cox, J. Cox, is it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the film Miss Freelance, mm -hmm. which I didn't get on with really, and then I think we covered uh, Daddy's uh, Daddy's Wallet. Daddy's, Daddy's Wallet. Wallet. That's right. Yeah. Which again, yeah. I didn't really get. So. It, I I'm not a particular I'm you know this is art you know this is quite you know art art arty drama kind of stuff it's not really my bag mm. um and I'm trying and I'm trying to come at it from uh the the perspective you know you've got to you've got to invest in it you can sort of try and sort of get get out but I did think I was trying to I was trying to decipher it a bit I mean it made me think of the the film Faye I think mm. it's Faye which was a woman goes to a house and yep. she's grieving and stuff. And but that was like really drawn out. <laughs> but this is, you know, short, succinct. I would have liked a bit of resolution, but you know, I've watched, I watched tons and tons of short films. Uh, I watched one the other day uh, called the Benz, which was about a, a young woman who was um, uh, pregnant and, and she's an MMA fighter and stuff and trying to deal with her situation. You know, does she, mm. anyway, um, that's a film in which I, uh, it's a female protagonist. She's dealing with emotional stuff. We don't really get her speaking and we don't really get a resolution of what is happening at the end. So this it's, it's, you know, par for the course with some of some of these kind of movies, but I think there's some interesting stuff going on, especially with the soundtrack because you've got the voiceover, which again is, is supposed to be this kind of authority, authoritative, but sort of calming voice. Yeah. And then whenever her across. mother speaks, you get that sort of distorted, sort of weird sort of noises in the background, don't you? Yeah, because you've got this kind mm. of um, 
interplay of the different influences so you've got mm. her, the, the therapist's voice and then you've got the the voice of you know the sort of irritating uh, voice of a mm. mother in, in the background they keep repeating he keeps repeating that uh that all uh, that all the sort of conversation that's a brief conversation that she has which is completely innocuous yeah. and just sort of self-absorbed by by her mum but the the there's like a the you get this sort of sort of sound you know the the score is just sort of really contrasting and just making you feel very unsettled and it's trying to reflect how i guess she's feeling and how we're supposed to feel about what's happening there and the how the voiceover from the say the therapist character becomes it's quite an oppressive thing it's quite heavy over the film you know it's it's um you know you know uh uh it's it's like she's on her own in this place there's nobody there Mm. but his voice is kind of hanging over her but she's Mm. it's kind of a she's kind of letting herself be almost dominated in a way yeah um, and almost Mm. stopped from progressing or something i don't know because she doesn't you know get from the beginning to the end it's almost yeah because there is a sort of element it's almost, almost like she's like, trapped yeah she and remains it's almost, trapped it's there's it, no it's resolution almost, yeah it's almost like there's a sort of hyp- hypnosis element to it you know mm-hmm. when, when he's sort of controlling her breathing yeah you know even even to that level where she sort of say they take a breath and hold it you know and i take lots and lots of breaths so, you know that sort of thing um yeah it, it's it's a weird element of um submission i guess yeah. In, yeah. in a way mm. yeah yeah and then yeah this stuff where yeah she's you know in bed and, and stuff and, and mm. the bits with his you know what he's saying is he i mean that's i guess some of the stuff that's open to interpretation because we never see that him directly you know we don't see his face on the screen mm. or anything. we don't know if he's directly talking to her or is it something that was recorded and she's reusing it or something we just don't know you know it could mm. be anything this could be something a comp you know a, a, a session that she recorded ages ago yeah. And now she's gone, Just you know, rip, maybe rip. she developed a relationship with this guy mm. and she's trying to deal with that, but she can't let go of him. So she's got, she's in here and she's sort of going through a repeated mm. cycle. There, there's nothing in the film to indicate that, but you could, mm. you know, you, could totally that's interpret what I mean. you can interpret mm. it in, in a number of ways because of how mm. sort of vague, uh, vague it is. But I thought, yeah. you know, it's very handsomely shot. I mean, uh, I don't know if it was a, a, a coronavirus kind of project or whatever, but it's literally mm. like, one one actor on screen uh yeah. in a in a very bare location one actor and, and two voiceovers basically yeah it's and yeah. Yeah. matthew kyle levine basically made the whole film himself you know shot edited scored mm. uh did it so i like i i liked it you know it's not the kind of film that i'd really recommend mm. uh really to be honest unless you're unless you're into like art films and and stuff mm. i have to be honest you know just in terms of my taste you know, i'm an action movie guy you know so that's where i'm coming at this from but I think, you know, if you like well shot, sort of intriguing li- little films, I think it's definitely, it is, it's worth a look f- for that. But I think if you're, if you're after a, a, a full narrative, you know, like, you know, re- resolution is, is it, is, are we going to, mm. uh, you know, a satisfying conclusion? You're not going to get that here, but you are going to get something no. that maybe will leave you pondering it a bit. Mm. It'll either frustrate you or it'll get you thinking. Well, we've we've managed what, to talk about it for quite a bit. So. Well, I think the thing is, yeah. I, with I think because you know, I want to because I want to give it the fair crack. You know, I don't yeah. want to just 
I, I, I tr I've tried to think about it a bit more than maybe I typically would. You know, if mm. I was just throwing this on, I would just probably be quite dismissive of it. But because I knew we, you know, we were going to have a conversation, and and <laughs> Miss uh, Matthew Levine may well listen to this. I thought I, I don't. I want to. I want to show that you know we've we've you know, ex <laughs> you know explored it as, as as thoroughly as we could. Yeah. So um, I I did like this. Um, it, it is a change of pace from what from some of the stuff we we usually do, but I've, I've I think there's as you say it it is well shot. It is you know it's it doesn't outstay as welcome from my point of view. It's only twelve and minutes. The, and and yeah. there is this sort of, you know this this sort of, um, very subtle element of. Not exactly menace, but sort of unease um, as it goes on. So, so yeah, I, I enjoyed it. And if it, it, I mean, he definitely likes working, you know, stories about particular kinds of sort of dysfunctional characters. I mean, the character in this, that the one in Daddy's Wallet, Freelance, they're all quite very, very <laughs> detached people mm. in one sense or another. Uh, you know, in, in, I mean, although in, in this one, we don't really know her background, but we can tell that she's, you know, she's calling up her mum or whatever, but she's not involved in the conversation. It's no. a very, she's, she's completely at a distance. She's gone somewhere to cut herself off. I don't know if she owns that, who knows, but she's mm. cut herself off and the daddy's wallet and Miss Freelance, the characters were also very, very, yeah. you know, uh, it did feel like, a, it did feel like a, um, oh, what do you call it now? Not a part of hotels. What's that company that does all the, well, like Airbnb. Airbnb, yeah, that's, that's yeah. what it felt like. You know, yeah, because it didn't feel like she was walking, because when we... Didn't feel like she was living there. No, yeah. it didn't feel like she was, it was like she was arriving in somewhere. She'd hired mm. this cot, you know, sort of mm. um, house or whatever. Yeah, so I think there's a lot you can infer uh, mm. and a lot you can bring to it. So, yeah, I did, I found it quite interesting. Not my cup of tea, though. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. That is uh, Trusted Hands. Uh, it's available on Vimeo, and you'll find a link in the footnotes below. Go check it out. Our DTV throwback this week is <clears throat> Wolf Mother. A former child movie star and a petty thief join forces to try and solve a child abduction. What the fuck is this? <laughs> Um, I, I just want to. I just. I just want to apologise because <laughs> this was. I said, "Hey, you know, this has got a really great poster. I've been wanting to see it for years." It is. Let's, it does. Let's watch it. I mean, it does have an amazing poster. Well, it has a great poster, and it stars mm. Najara Townsend from yeah, the, the card. Stylist. Yeah. The, the potential was there, wasn't it? The I mean, potential is but, there. But oh, yes, um, I am. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I, I, I accused. Um, you know, I, I accused like dogs of starting out like a misogynist wet dream. This, 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 this really is. Does. This really is. Uh, yeah. You know, this. Um, you know, our main character starts off as the most hateful person. You know, they, they really went out of their way to sort of make this guy as unlikable as well, possible. Well, he's literally a rapist. He's the main character. He's, yeah, like, he's, he's the, the main. Character. He's the character we're supposed to identify with, and he's literally yeah. a rapist. Oh god, you know the But it's a redemption that... story, so I guess they exactly. had to kind of set up this of thing, but yeah. Yeah. It's um it you know, he really does literally leave a bad taste in the mouth. I've just got to <laughs> say off the bat, so the film the, the poster is of, of Najara Townsend is fantastic. Mm. She is a supporting character. She is the second character. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. The the main guy isn't on the poster and you know you can see why because the you know the film sells better looking at her but she she is not doing that in the movie 
that is not the movie it's a it's a poster for a different movie this this is um uh kind of it i think it kind of echoes actually one of the ones we were talking about earlier but it's kind of a these two characters looking for their own redemption and they're sort of mm. it, it develops into kind of a lovers on the lamb kind of movie but it's yeah that i was really worried um that that it was you know that first act is so grotesque and so on. there's a there's a polish director called um patrick vega who we did the prague's of Bless, Bressler, but a lot oh, of yeah. his films yeah. a lot of his films are about nasty characters doing nasty things and he, mm. he does things that are you know intentionally to sort of uh upset the audience and, and stuff like mm. that and in this one he this um eric peter carlson the writer director here who funnily enough one of his recent movies is like a family movie in that which i can't imagine but in this one he's like really gone out of his way to be nasty i mean the, yeah the film looks really nice yeah. I mean, it's really nicely shot but um yeah it's nasty and horrible and luckily it moves away from that and it, it tries to be, but once you've established all that stuff in that first act Mm. with with that character and and him literally raping someone um mm. you can't i don't think you find your way back from that i think it's just it's just a step too far i mean I, it's I, funny because yeah. it makes me think about you know we watch a lot of i mean rob zombie and, and stuff like that characters characters mm. who are unlikable gangster movies characters who are unlikable but they usually manage to steer away from anything that's particularly you know uh, off-putting so you can make someone a murderer you know that doesn't upset most people but especially in the current climate you know put you know the, the, well, not a current climate but you know more enlightened times now me me too and all that sort of thing mm -hmm. this kind of misogynistic tone and and you know trying to make a, a, a rapist into a sort of a sympathetic lead character i think you i mean this was made in 2016 so but you know mm -hmm. even so i think we i think it was a very misjudged thing to do i think uh, and i've seen other films do do the same thing and i think that's it just it just doesn't work and then the character itself who, who's brilliantly played by the way i think the um i think the the guy playing uh what's his name I'm trying to find his character um the anyway I... the, the lead actor i th i really enjoyed yeah. his performance i just mm. you know it's just i didn't like his character that was that was the main problem and and the jara Townsend yeah. deserves so much better yeah absolutely yeah it's 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 weird because you know the film starts with this this guy you know his fast talking guy trying to justify himself you know what what he does all this sort of stuff but by by the end of the film it's 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 like a completely different film but by yeah. then you know i mean all all that voiceover has gone out the window you know he's he's not such a smart ass anymore you know well, it keeps uh, changing the film keeps yeah. it's a bit like what we were saying with like um, dogs it's kind of they do a development and then the film goes off in a different direction. So we spend like, I mean, again, uh, like um, yeah. I mean, expired. This is two hours. How know, indulgent. Yeah. This should have been 75, 80 minutes, 90 minutes tops. Yeah. Why did you make it two hours? And I thought it was starting out. I thought, oh, it's going to be a Quentin Tarantino knockoff kind of thing. Mm. And it sort of is. Mm. Quentin Tarantino was never, is you know, even with some of the stuff in Kill Bill and that, it's never that grotesque. You know, he's, he's kind of walked, Tarantino's always walked quite and, a fine line and done it you know uh we might you know managed to do it all right but the mm. um but this is you know just it just doesn't that that it just doesn't work and then you've got things like you, you add in this there's a sequence where they go to tom sizemore's house he's in it for like mm. 10 minutes mm. and there was i had to go back because the and uh, townsend's character 
who's who's brought her friends along. She just shoves her friend up against the wall and starts shouting her or whatever. And I think, why is that happening? Because a minute ago, the the very previous scene was there was no indication that that was going to happen. And I don't know if you guys saw something that I didn't, but I I watched that scene that that you know the scenes before and and leading up to Mm -hmm. it twice. Because they basically drive up, they go, "Hey, get in the car." And then they drive and they land at the house and knock on the door or whatever. And then there's a bit of upset and whatever. And then she starts having a go at a friend and sort of, and then the sort of the plot, there's some plot twist stuff coming out. And I was thinking, there's a scene missing somewhere. Because <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm just really confused with why, you know, one minute you were happy with your mates come along and the next minute you're completely upset with her. Um, but that was the only bit where I sort of lost my, lost the plot thread. Everything else I thought was quite easy to follow, but I didn't want to watch it. I didn't want to watch it for an hour, let alone two hours. <laughs> Yeah, no, especially with adverts, this was on Plex, so this took yeah. me like two and a half hours to mm-hmm. watch. Yeah, because that comes up as well. you know, the advert break is like three minutes long, aren't they? As well, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah it's like you say, it's, it's so unlikable at the beginning, and what he does, it, 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 it is trying to be redemption, story, but it doesn't, it, it, it's just so irredeemable, you know. Mm. And I kind of like the the, um, the break in at the you know the vaults or whatever. Yeah. What called. The bank. But you know, yeah, it's quite the, the quite deposit boxes. Kind of yeah, 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 that's the word. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, that's quite good. But then, but it's so. I mean, the way they the way they just, characterize the women, right, in the movie. Yeah. I mean, they establish yeah. it, and he's he's this really grotesque character. All these women are just like, see, it's you know, they're just mm. sleeping with him left, yeah, right, yeah. and center. Like, mm. and it's like, it's almost like it made me think, is the actor in the movie the director? Mm. <laughs> so it's like, mm. is this like a vehicle? And he's like, yeah, I'm gonna do, do, you know, do all this stuff yeah. or whatever, which you sometimes get with like, you get that a bit with, with some films sometimes, but no, I don't know. Kevin Pinassi is the um. The actor playing Ben Harper, the, the sort of lead character, but I was just, you know, you you've set up, you know, all the women are just really offensively Objects. presented. Yeah, mm-hmm. even yeah. say Najara Townsend, who is far yeah. too good for him, she yeah. even ends up being like the oh, I'm falling in love with you kind of kind of character, yeah, yeah. the hooker with a heart kind of thing in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's none of none of it doesn't ring true. It's like a, it is a, 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 a sort of a ghastly male fantasy kind of thing, and there's um there's this whole long scene where the, again in the first act where they establish this girl's been kidnapped and you know this mm. guy and what he's gonna what he wants to do and these really nasty you know kidnappers and stuff and mm. that's quite a lingering sort of scene which sort of sets up the bad guys but they're not really they're not in it much after that. Mm. Uh, thankfully yeah. so really but really again that was another scene that was a lot more drawn out you know than it really needed to be you can establish you didn't even need that scene in my view uh it's just not not nah it's not right and yeah no I, i'm 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 a i'm a you know i love a good crime thrillery kind of movie as much as the next person i don't mind a, a redemption story or you know an unappealing character yeah. or it, whatever it is I'm absolutely fine with it, but this one, just no, mm. they just they just did it all wrong. I mean, even I even like the 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 section in the diner where they're working, mm. and you know, and he's just awful. He's just such mm. a twat. 
It's you know, a, it, 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 his dialogue is straight off a subreddit, isn't it? Basically, it's like yeah. some, some real sort of incel, misogynistic yeah. sort of sub subreddit um, thing. It's yeah, uh, some of the things he calls the women are just absolutely mm. disgusting. Yeah, and then they fall at his feet. What's well, you mm. know? It's like not, yeah. not right. again. That's the yeah. that's the that's the male fantasy part. That's, that's yeah, exactly that's what I think. Is, but, yeah. but there was a film. Uh, it wasn't as bad. It wasn't as bad as this, but. In terms mm-hmm. of seeing a really cool poster, and then the the resulting film just being a real letdown and sort of um, different, very tonally quite different. Mm-hmm. There was a film called Stiletto. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever saw that oh, one. Oh, that. I think that had people like Tom Berenger and stuff in it. Oh, but... is that the one with um, the woman from uh, um, from but uh, not Bones, um, the Castle? Uh, oh, no, 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 Stanakatic. Stanakatic, yeah. that's it, yeah. Stanakatic, yeah. So, and that, had, you know, I, I'm just looking it up. That had Tom Sizemore in it as well. That's yeah. interesting. I actually but, like that. I yeah, that but that, yeah. yeah, that was, again, though, it, I think that was a crime threat, and they was kind of selling it as like this action movie, and that was a similar length, mm. also around two hours. I think it was a, a lot different than I was expecting, and that's kind of what mm. I was, that was the film that popped into my head. There's also another one. Which I haven't seen called Sweet Karma, which have another quite exploitation movie kind of poster, but I'm not sure if the film would have. You know, Bear me two seconds. I'll tell you if it's the one I'm thinking of. It's got like a woman on the front cover with like feathers and stuff. I think or, or something like that. But uh, it's got. Uh, she's wearing like um, yeah underwear and sort of garter mm. sort of thing. I can't remember if it's garter. Yes. Or anyway. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. That that's. That is an interesting film. Is that in a similar vein? Because that's what I get mm. from all these movies. They've kind of got these sort of sexy posters, and then the movies mm-hmm. themselves are either disappointing. No, what, what no that, that isn't disappointing. It's it's not. It's it's a, it's a it's a bit rough. Yeah, but I, I would say it's not disappointing. Okay, I won't write that one off then. Yeah, don't uh, write just that based one off. on this. But yeah. but I think say Stiletto was the one in terms of oh so oh this is going to be cool. It's going to be fast paced sort of thriller, or whatever. But it was a bit more of a slow burn kind of movie, which mm. I don't mind. You know, I don't mind that. I would yeah. love. I don't mind. This is a but this is a, a, a grotesque sort of slow burn. Um, it's just not. Thing. Yeah, I'm so I'm sorry, guys. I was really looking forward to this one, and mm. I was just so gutted that it turned out um, to be the sort of turkey that it is it's it's a roughie this mm, one yeah and not not in a good way um get the poster yeah. on you wall fantastic yeah but steer clear too. of the movie i'd say yeah yeah unfortunately not everything can be uh you know recommended this one this is probably one of the worst ones we've seen um it's just bizarre, mm. bizarre misogynistic um all over the place tonally yeah, and just basically just leaves a really bad taste in the mouth. But so nicely it's... shot. So again, yeah, cinematography, yeah. kind of the saving grace once again. Hmm. <laughs> As well. but, yeah. Uh, yeah. There you go. Yep. So there you go. That is Wolf Mother, uh, currently on Plex, as, as Richard said. Go check it out. That is the end of this week's show. So thanks to Rich and Steve for sitting through these films. Some good ones this week. Hunt is absolutely superb. Um, yeah, right. Dogs. Sorry, <laughs> like like dogs really surprised us as well, which is really cool. Um, don't forget to check us out on Twitter and Facebook at the DTV Digest. Also check out the DTV Digest Short Shots, where Rich puts a new short film that he's curated 
curated, not created, mm -hmm. curated um, every evening round about eight o'clock. There you go. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time. Thank you for listening to the DTV Digest. Let us know your thoughts in the comments and tune in again next time.